0: So hello and welcome to a CICM podcast with two of our corporate partners, Menzies and Shoesmiths. Uh, today, Giuseppe Parler will be leading the session. So without further ado, I'll hand over. Thanks, Tom. Welcome everybody today to CICM's podcast. Uh, when will I get paid and is a petition a good idea? So together with Smiths, Menzies, we're going to run through uh, the options available to credit controllers when debt is not being paid. And some detail on petitioning for both a bankruptcy or liquidation. My name is Giuseppe Parler. I'm a Director and Licensed Insolvency Practitioner at Menzies, and today I'm joined by Lucy Sanderson. Hello. And Louise Snipe. Hello. Both of uh, Shoesmith Solicitors. We've had a period now of high inflation, Interest rates are at their um, all-time high since 2008, Um, and we're we're probably not quite sure when this is uh, going to all end. Um, Cost of living crisis, rising utility costs, constantly in the public eye. So it's natural, I guess, that we see some insolvency numbers on the rise. Um, If I just take a step back and compare them to August 19, so we get a comparison from a pre-pandemic perspective, corporate insolvencies are actually up 42%, um, whereas bankruptcies are still 58% lower. So Lucy, if you're owed debt um, and you're now past your usual terms, what can you do?
1: So the first port of call probably is to look at whether or not you have any security, Um, so that may be adventure over the company um, that owes you the debt, or it may be a legal charge over specific assets. Um, If you have security, and we're not going to go into any detail on that here, but if you do have security, you should explore, you should seek legal advice to explore explore the host of enforcement options available to you. on the subject of assets as well you should consider whether or not you have retention of title of any of the assets if the the debt in question relates to assets so can you actually go in under your sort terms and conditions and recover those assets to to plug the gap of the the debt that's left behind um you might have personal guarantees from directors or shareholders of the company if you have those are they worth enforcing, do you know anything about the the individuals that the personal guarantees go for, um, the personal guarantees come from, sorry. Um, if enforcement looks like it, it might give a, a good result or even if it's worth just sort of threatening or writing to personal guarantors to say that you're thinking of calling on that guarantee, that might be a, a good way to recover that debt. Um, an option, another option, and it's the only option if your debt is unascertained, so if it's a not um, not a sure figure, so if you're talking about invoice debts, that is likely to be an ascertained debt as opposed to an unascertained debt. Um, but if you do have an unascertained debt, the only option available to you is to issue a debt claim. Um, debt claims are, are quite expensive and quite long-winded. The The court fee to issue that claim can be up to £10,000 depending on the the level of the debt Um, and it it does take quite a long time to get there and you're likely to sort of receive responses from the the defendant in that claim. Um, The first step in that uh, debt claim, though, is to issue a letter before action, which in the first instance might actually just bring a, a debtor to the table so that you can start to have conversations. Then um, perhaps the last resort, because it is quite draconian, but you could think about issuing a petition for a, a petition against a company for winding up or bankruptcy.
0: I think that's right, Lucy. Um... it it is a good option. Um, I know my clients use it to recover their debt, but as you say, quite draconian, um, very much a last resort, because I think if you're looking to do any future trade with these individuals or company, um, I think any relationship is likely to be severed. That's it. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, as soon as a a a winding up petition has been put down a company has to cease trading Um, so on a practical level that might mean well certainly once the petition has been advertised um, a bank might freeze their accounts they're actually physically unable to continue trading Um, and that actually could be well, it's not only damaging to your relationship, but it's also damaging to the ability to kind of reach settlement at that stage. Um, they won't be able to make any payments out to you or, or make any, and the legal phrase around it is any disposition of assets. So they, they actually, sort of their hands are tied in terms of negotiations at that point as well.
0: So interestingly, whilst insolvencies are on the up, compulsory liquidations do actually remain um, quite low, um, lower than the pre-pandemic levels of August 2019. But there are signs that they're starting to ramp up because if we look at August 21 versus August 22, there's actually four times as many. Um, So clearly those pandemic measures that were in place uh, providing some form of protection are now no more. And certainly we've seen um, HMRC's uh, perhaps more proactive approach of late. So it'd be useful to understand some timings on this, Louise, if if I may. Um, What steps someone would need to take in order to end up with um, a successful liquidation or bankruptcy petition? Um, Louise, would you mind just giving us an indication of of what is required? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, of course. So before issuing a petition, there's a couple of factors that you need to take into account. Firstly, the level of debt that you're due. So to be able to issue a winding up petition, you must be owed £750 by your debtor. In order to issue a bankruptcy petition, the level of debt is £5,000. So as long as those thresholds are met, you can issue your petitions, provided the debt is not disputed, If the debt is disputed, then winding up petitions, bankruptcy petitions is not the correct route to use. You'd have to go down the lines of a debt money claim, part seven money claim that Lucy has touched upon already. But if the debt isn't disputed, your thresholds are met or exceeded, then the first step is to serve a statutory demand and make formal demand of the debt that's due and set out the circumstances as to how the debt has arisen. Once you have your stat demand drafted, normally a solicitor, you'd probably normally instruct a solicitor to undertake that for you, you would serve the statutory demand either at the company's registered office if your debt is against company or you'd affect personal service on an individual if you are issuing a bankruptcy petition. Uh, what we tend to advise is people instruct a process server to undertake that task for them. They'll normally effect service for about £100, um, and they'll also provide a proof of service which could be filed at court quite easily. Um, So, once the um, statutory demand has been served, the debtor has two options. They can either apply to set aside the statutory demand within 18 days of service, Uh, they might do that if they dispute the debts, Um, if they have a set-off claim, things like that, or they have 21 days to pay the, the debt in full. If none of those options have happened, if after 18 days it hasn't been set aside, or there hasn't been an application to set the stat demand aside, or the debt hasn't been paid in full, then you can go ahead and issue your petition at court. Once the 21 days has elapsed, you go ahead, issue a petition at court. Um, Again, a solicitor, if instructed, will do this for you. There is no prescribed form for the petition, um, but it must contain certain information that is set out in the relevant rules of the Insolvency Rules 2016. Prior to issuing your winding up petition, you must carry out a winding up search. And before presenting a bankruptcy petition, you must carry out a search of the individual bankruptcy register just to make sure that the company doesn't already have a winding up petition presented against it or that an individual isn't already bankrupt. So provided your search has come back clear, you can go ahead and pay your court fees. So for a winding up petition, the court fee is £302 and there's also an official receiver's deposit of £2,600 to pay. For a bankruptcy petition, again, court fee is £302, official receiver deposit is £1,500. If in the event the petition is dismissed or there's sufficient money within a liquidation or bankruptcy estate, a petitioning creditor will usually get a refund of their official receiver deposit. Uh, so once the court fee has been paid, you'll be petitioning either in the High Court for a winding up petition or the High Court or County Court for a bankruptcy petition. If the petition debt is over £50,000 for an individual, then you'd petition in the High Court. If it's under £50,000, it would be in the County Court. So once the court has received a winding up petition, they will seal it, give it back to you. It will contain a hearing date and time, and you must then serve the sealed petition on the company and individual at least 14 days before the hearing. Again, you can instruct a process server who can affect service of those uh, petitions. And again, they'll be able to provide a certificate of service.
0: Okay, that's great. And And what's the procedural steps to take prior to the hearing then?
2: OK, so the procedural steps do differ slightly between the different types of petition. I mean, the first thing that you'll, you'll do or your solicitor will do is instruct a barrister for that hearing. Um, the barristers, you don't have to have a, a barrister with a lot of expertise. You can have a junior barrister that normally attend a hearing for about £500 pounds plus that. Um, but the steps to take for winding up petition is you need to give notice of the petition by advertising it in the gazette. I think the the fee for the Gazette is £10, Um, and what what will happen, the notice will go in the Gazette, the banks will monitor the Gazette, and as Lucy has touched upon previously, if they see a notice, it will usually freeze the um, company's bank accounts. Also, it gives other creditors of the company an opportunity to get in touch to say whether they support or oppose your petition. Also with a winding up petition, you must, at least five business days before the hearing, file at court a certificate of compliance which certifies that the rules relating to service and notice have been complied with. Usually what you can do, you can just file the certificate of service that the process server has given to you when they affected service on the company, and also you must file a copy of the Gazette notice at court. For bankruptcy hearings, we have to prepare what's called a certificate of continuing debt, and that just confirms to the court that the debt is still outstanding and remains due. And you must again file a certificate of service as well. Again, you can just file the um, certificate of service that the process server gives to you. So For both types of hearings, on the day of the hearing, you'll hand over what's called a list of appearances. So if any creditors have been in touch to say they support or oppose your petition, you'd put their names on the list of appearances so the court is aware who is in attendance and who supports and who opposes the petition, the court might ask to hear submissions from those people as well.
0: Okay, and then then we get to the actual hearing stage, I presume?
2: Yep. So then at the hearing. So there's a couple of options the court can make. They can either dismiss your winding up or bankruptcy petition if they feel there's sufficient evidence to do so. They might make a winding up order or a bankruptcy order. At that point, the official receiver will be appointed either as liquidator of the company or as trustee in bankruptcy of the individual. Just one word of caution in relation to bankruptcy petitioning bankruptcy petitions, if the petitioning creditor fails to appear at the hearing of the petition, they cannot cannot present a further petition either on their own or jointly with any other person against the same debtor for the same debt without first getting permission of the court. So if you do issue a bankruptcy petition, just make sure you either have solicitors instructed or a barrister instructed, or you attend the hearing yourself in person.
0: Interesting. Okay. Um, So there's quite a bit of time that elapses there. Um, And an insolvency, whether it be a liquidation or a bankruptcy, I guess will not always necessarily result in your money back. Um, But what it will ensure is a a thorough investigation. um, And hopefully uh, the official receiver or an independent trustee will ensure there's no stone unturned to to make sure that um, the reason for insolvency is is correct, and that they really are unable to pay their debts back as they fall due.
1: That's it. I mean, in most circumstances, you will get a large part of your costs of that process um, back if they're recoverable, sort of from the debtor. Um, although you won't necessarily, as you say, kind of get repayment of your principal debt Um, but i think we're in a a position at the moment where there were a lot of restrictions put in place for companies and directors during covid and although they were absolute an absolute lifeline to many of those companies and directors um there is also a small group of directors that might have um well directors and companies that might have taken advantage of this Um, so there's a there's a little bit of social commentary about this sort of steep increase in the sales of luxury cars and watches while um, sort of COVID loans were out in force and the, that debt was sort of really cheap. And I think a lot of companies or a lot of um, credit managers now are, are sort of a bit fed up with that sort of position. And it is a really good opportunity, as you say, to sort of lift up the bonnet and have a look at what has actually been going on if you suspect that um, those funds might not have been used sort of appropriately and that your debts have arisen as a result of that
0: absolutely we've certainly seen a a few scenarios now where on the face of it um, the company had very little Um, they may well have been in for interview with the official receiver and even the accounts are not showing perhaps there's not much there Um, But in reality, the director had uh, been treating themselves rather generously to uh, either some assets or remuneration. Um, And the same as well on a bankruptcy. Um, Certainly had some individuals where the property was perhaps not in their name or recently passed to their spouse for no consideration, uh, sometimes referred to as love and affection, um, or under a trust deed. Um, All of these can be reversed and and the assets, money, all put back into the estate for the benefit uh, of creditors. Well, I wanted to say a huge thank you to both Louise and Lucy for their uh, insight onto this. I think it's been really interesting. And thanks again for for all your help on this podcast. If you need to um, get in touch, please feel free to do so on uh, LinkedIn or via CICM we'd be happy to help. Yeah, that was another brilliant episode. So thank you very much for your time today. Again, just to reiterate what Giuseppe said, that if you want to reach out to either Shoesmiths or Menzies, there are plenty of people in there that are more than happy to help you out with any advice. Um, Keep your eyes open for more resources like this in your CICM members area. And thank you very much and goodbye.